Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Vega, and it is a new season in Buffalo. It is a new era, it almost feels like, in Buffalo with these new guys that are coming in. Guys, what a draft. Uh, I mean, I don't know how else to say it, but just really took me by surprise in a lot of different ways. I know it took a lot of you guys by surprise. We're going to be talking about, uh, obviously, the highlights with um, all picks here. And, um, you know, look, fact is, it... it there's a lot of things you can't control. The Bills built a board uh, that I believe was basically put into place where there were many fail-safes for players that they felt they could get, players they felt um, that you know they were in play for. And it, it's so easy to fall in love with a player and, quite frankly, as a fan, just kind of get your mind set on just that player alone. And, in fact... I'm pretty sure nine out of ten people didn't even know Dalvin Cook had a little brother. (laughs) I'm just going to be honest. I did not. Um, He was not on my radar. And the Bills just kept trading back and back and back and boom. Running back uh, in the second round with James Cook. I think for me, was the... That was basically the the biggest highlight of this draft. I know for a lot of you, uh, you know, it was uh, <laughs> the punt god, uh, Matt Areza. Pretty cool how that kind of all panned out. And I know we got some questions about Matt Milano and whatever have you. But uh, you know, we're gonna we're gonna touch up on some some of these things. And why am I bringing his name up? Well, guys, we ended up drafting two linebackers. Personally, I think it's for depth. You never know what's gonna happen in a season where there's a lot of high octane players on really good teams that are coming at you, causes a lot of injuries, causes a lot of, you name it, hamstrings, whatever. Um, guys, it, what, an, what an amazing time it was to, to, to sit there. Number one, I'm going to start off here with seeing the players just relish the experience and the moment. Uh, you know, it, it was really touching. And I feel like for anyone, doesn't matter what you do, where you're from, if, if you watch that, it, it should hit you. I mean, some of these guys come from nothing, and you know they get an opportunity to just play in the NFL. You're talking about dedicating basically your, your life from the age of like seven or eight in football, and then you know ten or twelve years pass, and you you have a chance to have a life changing career, um, a, a generational um, altering career right and this is what these guys are they try to like soak that in and, and you know that pill is very hard to swallow for a lot of players and sometimes uh they turn out into sour apples it's a lot to handle but i believe 
the Bills have been pretty solid on picking players that have a really good head on their shoulders. And I feel like that is the reason I want to talk about Kair Elam. Uh, his father was a former NFL player himself. Talk about playing in Buffalo, had a pick six in a game in his career and saying it was one of the hardest environments he has ever played in his entire life. It is, you know, and it takes a guy that has that type of character and DNA to be able to handle the situation, uh, being a Buffalo Bill with the fan base, what comes with the environment, you know, what comes with, you know, carrying the mantle of four lost Super Bowls and, you know, is, can your career, you know, take off here? And, and now it, it will, <laughs> right? Um, in past years, you saw a lot of players that just kind of turned out, you know, the wrong way. And, you know, we're comparing Stefan Gilmore to this guy, right? And it, it's almost just like an, an absolute 180. It, would, it kind of would have been a little, now that I look back, Picking up Stephon Gilmore in free agency probably just would have felt a little desperate. Um, I just instantly fell in love with this guy's character and 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 the way he responded to the opportunity being a Buffalo Bill and Kyer Elam. Uh, you know, at pick twenty three when the Bills traded up for him, and you know, a lot of things were said about you know the Chiefs trading up and all these things that were happening. But let's be real here, right? Bottom line. What this comes down to is the Buffalo Bills looked at where they needed to get stronger. Obviously, it's the cornerback room. And, you know, later in the sixth round, you saw where they went with Christian Benford, which was pretty cool. But Kyer Elam needs to be the guy who is basically going to be able to take up the mantle when Tredavious White is gone in the future. And I think that's what the Bills are trying to do here. Uh, we don't know. Right, we're betting on Tre'Davious White to come back and do amazing um, once he's fully healthy, ready to go. But the Bills have to be ready to have another guy who can step into that number one role. Losing Levi Wallace was a huge, uh, you know, huge deal for this defense. You can't just rely on Dane Jackson and just you know plug in a whatever kind of veteran. This guy ran a four three nine. He's fresh, straight out of uh, you know out of the Gators. Like he's awesome. Uh, you know. It, he wasn't the guy anyone was expecting. Neither was James Cook, right? But uh, some people were, and to credit to you guys, I mean, really awesome. You know, you did the insight on this this guy. I had I had like three other cornerbacks I was, you know, really banking on. But then when I really looked into what Kair Elam uh, brings to the table, you know, it really just felt like, man, I felt so much at ease after this pick. Like, wow. Little do I know and how much more I need to learn how to trust this front office because, you know, we're, we're struggling, uh, you know, trying to understand and it's every year, right? It's every year. We're always thinking we should get this guy, get that guy. And then at the end of it, we're just like, ah, you know, Brandon Bean was right. It's like, we have a right to our own opinion and, you know, absolutely. Uh, you know, like I was, uh, hoping, uh, the tight end was still going to be sitting there out of UCLA that ended up going to Denver, um, Luckily, uh, forgot how to specifically say his name, but it starts with an L and it's very complicated to say, but I'm going to call it Lucklin. Um, I really liked that guy on the board. Hopefully he, I thought he was going to be able to be there for us at the third or fifth, but he was gone. Um, and I, I just, just certain players that were on my, my specific mock. And I guess you can call my board just seemed to be just be gone. So I'm just kind of sitting there wondering, 
what the hell are the Bills going to do from round two on? <laughs> it just it just kind of felt, you know, early in the draft, obviously, you know, you saw Brees Hall gone, Kenneth Walker the third gone to Seattle. I mean, one of the guys I know literally called he was going to Seattle, and it just, it, it really bothered me um, that he was right. You know, I really thought that he was going to be able to fall. I feel like definitely that was a guy that you could plug in as well. But when you look at what James Cook can do, right? Let's move on around two here. Um, man, I just, I get the notion with James Cook that this was a guy that had been on their radar for a very long time. And they just were kind of waiting to see how this draft was going to pan out especially trying to build more capital after trading out of the fourth round to get higher in the first round and to trade back, trade back, pick James cook. I mean, the kid is electrifying home run hitter can line up at slot and wide receiver. I don't really know what else to say. Like this is basically Alvin Kamara. Um, the more I kept watching the tape, the more I kept watching his instincts, it was like, how is it possible on God's green earth that it's almost like literally saying Stefan Diggs, right? Has a little brother that plays just like him, if not better. It is weird. I mean, it look, he literally is Dalvin cook. Just, it almost just has the Alvin Kamara uh, sense to him when it comes down you think he's going to be one of those kids, you know, he can get inside and, you know, just juke everyone, but he can also take a hit. You know, he can also get between the tackles, just like Singletary. And this is called the one-two punch, right? That everyone's been waiting for. Singletary gets, you know, he gets uh, stifled early in the game. All right, whatever. Plug in James Cook. The defense has an absolute nightmare to deal with. Like the Bills offense right now, Without James Cook, without, you know, Khalil Shakir, all these other guys, you know, Isaiah Hodgins, who hasn't really seen a lot of time. I mean, let's just be real here. Who would be starting next year if we didn't even have this draft? This, this offense would still be very dominant. What we have now is a situation where it, the Bills got better out of the draft, which is what we were hoping for, but they got even better than what we expected out of the draft. Um, this, this is the cool thing because you get so educated as a fan once you see who the Bills pick or your team picks, whoever, and you start to really learn you know, that the draft is a culmination of a ton of players that had great seasons, put up great numbers. Um, some of them don't have a ton of tape. For example... Dawson Knox, nobody, I, nobody really knew that he was going to be this good, right? You saw glimpses, you know, here and there out of his Ole Miss tape, but this good, no way. And what we're seeing out of James Cook's tape, he's damn good coming out of Georgia. This kid is awesome. Um, how he was uh, slept on before Brees Hall and Kenneth Walker III. This is where it's interesting to have the conversation, which we're going to get into later. You talk about guys 
that go to big schools, and then they get discounted now. Isn't that crazy? They're getting discounted now because they believe, or teams believe, people believe, that their offensive lines, you know, they're top of the line. They're the best in the whole entire college football, um, SEC, Big Ten. And they're that good because of that reason. They have the all-star players. They have the best recruits. Like, it, you know, of course they're going to do great. But, I mean, this kid just looks awesome. And, you know, I think that's one of the reasons that we talk about Brees Hall. We talk about Kenneth Walker III. You know, oh, these guys are carrying the team on their back, you know, whatever have you. But if we're going to be honest, we don't need a guy who can do that. We need a guy who's better than what we have right now or could potentially be better than what we have right now. Whether if it's next year, the year after, that's what it's about. James Cook, welcome to Buffalo. Kyrie Kyrie Elam, awesome. In the third round, Terrell Bernard, um, this was was something that really confused people, right? A lot of players were available that um, a lot of people thought the Bills were going to, you know, be chomping at the bid at, but honestly, this from this point forward, what I saw from the Bills draft board is they were specifically looking to fill depth. Not necessarily competition. I don't think it's competition. I think this is depth. Terrell Bernard is, and everyone's saying, oh, it's just like another Matt Milano. Well, look, it, it, it the way the league is, the way the cap is, the way players are becoming, sometimes they're great for three years and then the next year they want to become a prima donna. You have to be ready for situations where you don't know what to expect. Matt Milano is locked in. Tremaine Edmonds is not, right? Um, I don't think this is a replacement. I think this is a, uh, this, is, this is a depth filler to really help this defense stay fluid and activated, ready to go week in, week out. And this is what that guy brings to the table. Um, I really think he has the same kind of attributes. Um, you look at look at a guy like Matt Milano, very similar to AJ Klein, right? Um, that's what we're getting. And look, I'm I am of the opinion that losing AJ Klein was huge. It was a big deal, obviously for the cap. I mean, why are we going to keep him? And then we can't resign a good, really good player like in free agency, which we ended up doing. Those are the sacrifices you make, but they're they're calculated risks. That's what we got there um, in round three out of Terrell Bernard. This is a very unique pick here um, in the fifth round. We skip over here, and, you know, Khalil Shakir. For me, you know, (laughs) man, this feels like such a cop-out to say, I do not care. It's Robert Woods, like... I understand that we want to see someone that has to be, you know, straight out of the USC system and all this crap to make it melt. It all needs to line up to make sense when you say something. Like, no, it doesn't. He does the same thing. It's it's almost like, as Bills fans, we're finally getting paid back for all the talent we drafted, all the opportunities we had, all the players that came through this building, and it's almost like their their doppelgangers are coming back through the door. And, and, and the bills have a chance to develop, um, with an all, I mean, just all pro future hall of fame quarterback in Josh Allen. This is going to be great. You know, I, I think this was a huge pick 
for the Bills, especially when you have to put a lot of weight in Jamison Crowder, especially trying to fill the void of losing Emmanuel Sanders and Cole Beasley, get a guy that fits the mold, does similar things to what a guy like Robert Woods can do, and stretch the field for Stephon Diggs and Gabriel Davis to make plays happen. I like it a lot. (sighs) Round six. (laughs) He was just sitting on the board. We were all just waiting. (laughs) That Hereza, uh, very modest when he was asked the question by one of the beat reporters, I believe it was Matt Perino. Uh, (laughs) How does he feel about, you know, being called, uh, you know, the punt God? (laughs) It's, it's, It's very cool to see him stay very modest about it. I mean, 90 yard punt. Are you freaking kidding me? This kid is an absolute monster. This kid will knock someone's teeth out. This is the most humble Pat McAfee. If ever there was a guy to come back in the league, <laughs> here we go. Matt Areza. So awesome and so key. And I get some people are saying, well, you don't know what's going to happen. You know, probably not even going to use him as much next year. Blah, 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 blah. But look, look, teams are a lot better this year. There may be a lot tighter games. Some games where the offense is going to struggle a little bit. We're going to need to work on that field position. This is a guy that is going to lock it up. Sorry, Matt Hack, you're out. Um, round six, Christian Benford. All right, so you look at depth, you look at special teams, and you look at a guy that's going to probably develop, um, you know, into that, you know, CB three role. Um, you know, I'm not talking about slot, but definitely someone that plays the part and fits the system that we can start to really farm. This is when this is when the draft I started, okay, now we're getting into the farming picks, right? Um, has potential. I, I, I don't remember the Bills ever, ever drafting anybody or even picking someone up from uh, Villanova, even if it was un, un, unrestricted, uh, or excuse me, undrafted free agent. Uh, look, it, it seems as though this is a guy that had specific qualities that fits what the Bills want, right? Uh, you know, a pick they received from the Carolina Panthers in a trade, uh, you know, this was back when, uh, tw- uh, summer 2021 with Daryl Johnson. And, you know, this was good. You know, this is this is what the draft is about, picking up these guys that can fill, you know, the positions that you need, um, you know, keep that depth. But more importantly, you know, I think for me, special teams is huge. Um, you know, having consistency out of that unit you see, <laughs> you see a lot of big mistakes happen in special teams. Having depth there is huge. Having fresh legs is huge. They'll be doing a lot because of the offense scoring a lot of points. So you're going to need people that know what they're doing and execute uh, for a field position. So I think that's huge. I think he's definitely going to be someone that we can also farm into that role to back up a Dane Jackson, Kyrie, and Travis White. All right, so <laughs> this guy uh, coming up here. In the sixth round as well, offensive tackle, Luke Tenuta, a freaking behemoth out of Virginia Tech. I mean, this guy, you talk about, this could be the sleeper in the draft. I'm going to say this, man. I've learned my lesson, you know, when they picked up Spencer Brown and, you know, not really thinking much of it. Look, six foot eight. Are you freaking kidding me? And it was funny. I saw, I saw, I saw a tweet where, it was uh, Kane, and it was <laughs> I think I think it was Undertaker like choke slamming him. You know, uh, forgot forgot the guy's name, but he was a massive giant. In it wasn't Big Show, it was the other guy, and uh, the great Kali. Uh, and it was great. I mean, it literally that's what 
we're going to be looking at on the offensive line. I mean, what a freaking unit, dude. Absolute unit, bro. This guy's an absolute unit. You ever heard that term? That's what this guy is, just like Spencer Brown. Um, Super exciting to see this type of move from Brandon Bean and company. I'm excited about the just the consistency on trying to be aggressive and keeping that unit strong, healthy, and freaking massive. You know, and and this is also something I wish they would treat the wide receiver room with. Let me be honest with you. Don't get me wrong. I like the six foot five eleven dudes sometimes, but would it kill the Bills to go after some tall guys more frequently? Uh, I mean, you're going to do it at this unit. I get it, but you know, I really like when the offense has guys that they can throw the ball up to. Uh, you you just really frustrate a defense uh, in the red zone. Um, but this is a guy that I oh man. If he gets an opportunity, I don't think he's coming off the field. Um, I really do think that this is a guy that fits the system. Uh, you know, I I just feel like his personality, you know, who he is, and being able to be versatile, that's going to be huge. And that's what the Bills are looking for, versatile offensive linemen. There's a lot of injuries the Bills have dealt with, but this is a dude that we're going to see time and time again. Injuries mount up inconsistencies. We think we're going to go in with this lineup like we did last year and then end up changing up towards the end of the year. Now's the lineup we want to take into this year. What if it changes again? Well, good for the bills. I got another six foot eight behemoth that can, they can fit in that center guard. <laughs> so I'm super proud of that. Super thankful for that pick. And uh, I wish him a great career in Buffalo. All right. Finally, uh, they, they picked this kid up. I think it's best on the board, right? Seventh round, Linebacker, Balin Specter. Uh, look, w- <laughs> I don't know how else to explain this again, but if we're going to sit here and pretend this is Madden and it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a video game where you don't need depth. You don't, you don't need guys that you can train up behind these other, like you're crazy. Obviously we're looking at a situation where if we're running the four, three, most likely we are going to be running more nickel packages, but we're going to have those situations. We're going to have to run a 4-3. I see Tyler Dodson, Tremaine Edmonds, and Matt Milano. But now Tyler Dodson has his work cut out for him. I really wished him the best. Um, but, you know, now he's, he has to go into this, uh, you know, training camp coming up, and he's going to have to really battle it out with a couple of guys that are just looking to take his job. This is going to be the most interesting aspect of the training camp Unit Because when you really talk about the linebacker position on how key it is in this league now where running backs can pop out to the side, um, to, towards the sideline so quick on a dime and you need guys that can, you know, rush out quickly and quarterbacks as well. Th- this is, this is where we're going to figure out, uh, you know, when the cream rises to the top, who's going to really show up and show out. AJ Klein leaving was huge. And AJ Klein had situations where he was the blitz linebacker guy. Like he would get in there, he'd sack the quarterback, um, he'd create plays. I mean, he's a guy that I really do think that if something were to happen, they definitely call his number and see if he would want to play again for the Buffalo Bills. But Balen Spector, again, fits the mold of what the Buffalo Bills do. You know, fits the scheme. I think best player on the board type situation. I, I don't really see anything crazy flashy about him. Uh, I, I do definitely think that this was, again, a situation where the Bills had to pick the best player on the board. I definitely think t- uh, Terrell Bernard out of Baylor was a very 
uh, in the third round. This was a very strategic and not just best player on the board situation. That linebacker right there, I think that was a situation where like, this is a guy that I think is going to either give competition to Tyrell Dotson or he's going to take his job Like when we see him right away and how he fits in the defense. So, um, you know, I, I, the, the kid out of Clemson, you know, I, I think he's good. Don't come at me that, you know, thinking I don't like him. It's not that. It's more about I'm looking at what the Bills need. Uh, you know, we're typically running a nickel defense, uh, you know, to, to defend against these, you know, run heavy quarterbacks. Uh, and, and, and this RPO system, the four, three doesn't generally have a ton of success unless you have very versatile, fast, um, outside linebackers. Um, and, uh, you're looking at a situation where this is going to be a position group to watch heavily this year. And I'm super excited about it. You know, don't get me wrong. I'm really excited about what the bills, you know, have in plan. And, um, you know, I'm really hoping that this is a situation where they can capitalize, um, in their depth, have a really great season and show up and show out. I'm, I'm man. I mean, Kyer Elam going back to him real quick as I close out this pod, um, in review, like if you think about how the chips fell, where everyone you knew that was coming off the board, you know, no one like we projected guys could get picked high, but damn, did they go off the they go off the the board pretty quickly? And I think that's the thing about it, right? Where you're looking at the situation of the Bills and they did what they had to do. Thankfully, they had a board that benefited, um, you know, definitely benefited them in their plan and, and what they had, uh, you know, in mind. And that's why you got a draft board. And Kyrie Elam, guarantee, he's at he was at least one of the two guys they were hoping to snag out of that first round. Um, in drafts, you just never know how they're going to go. It's like Team C one quarter one one wide receiver go off the board. They panic and they pick one. You know, uh, it, is, it was a very heavy defensive um, first round. Uh, you know, offensive. You know, offensive guys came out in the second round that you thought the Bills were projected to get. It goes to show you, though, not even Mel Kiper could have drew this freaking thing up. Um, absolutely incredible. Super happy for the Bills. Super happy for the guys that we have, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Your draft class of 2022-2023 season has arrived their Buffalo Bills. And wherever you are, wherever you're at, thank you so much for listening to Buff Hubby Buffalo Rumblings Podcast. For those serving um, in the military and all the first responders, thank you so much for everything you do. Um, thank you for your service. And, uh, yeah, go Bills.